Hi, Michaela and Laura, welcome. Thank you so, so much. Thank it's you. It's so great to have you on here from yeah. Hypnosis Mindset Academy. Um, I don't, I'm gonna let you guys decide who wants to start, but um, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got started in this Hypnosis Mindset Academy. Wow, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> So me and Laura, we met on a, a group coaching program, actually. Um, both of us wanting to take our business to the next level and move it online. And we soon realized that we come from two very different um, spaces of coaching, areas of coaching. So I'm neuro-linguistic programming, and I'm also an actress, a role player, a body language expert. And uh, Laura is more, well, Laura, tell us what you are. Yes. <laughs> I always speak for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm a physiotherapist, acupuncturist, and a hypnotherapist. So uh, it's amazing to see that we like both have a different approach, but with the same goals. And that's a really nice thing that we really complement each other. We see it also when we coach people. We go for the same goals but we see things from like a different angle and that's really nice to see actually yeah that's so cool. when, when we realized this we started working together i actually coached laura for a little bit and she did some coaching with me so she did some hypnotherapy with me and we had kind of this idea that we would work together but it didn't actually manifest when we first thought it was going to manifest it actually manifested about eight months later uh, when we started having a conversation. I don't even know how it happened, really. I really don't know how it happened, but we, we started to meet up more and more and both of us were wanting to do a, a group program that was tailored to businesses because we tend to, to work with individuals and help with uh, limiting beliefs, uh, confidence. Um, I work with a lot of actors as well. I coach a lot of actors. Um, and both of us individually have worked with like CEOs and other coaches and things. So we were kind of like, okay, let's create a group program together and combining our expertise. Um, and yeah, let's see how that works. And that's what we're doing. Oh, that's cool. So does it function a little bit like a mastermind or is it different? So it's a 12 week course. So it's it's a lot, a lot longer than a mastermind <laughs> although laura has been on my masterminds i do um actor masterminds and uh, laura's hypnotized some of my actors <laughs> but yeah That's it really runs cool. as a 12 week course um essentially so i work with them for six weeks with the the people who attend for six weeks and laura works with six weeks as well we alternate so i'll do a lot of the intentional conscious stuff goal setting there's quite a lot of tasks as well to kind of uh, enhance and encourage the learning. And then on the second week we go, we delve into the subconscious while Laura delves into the subconscious and really cements the learning. Okay. Yeah. That was my next question. How the two of you work together. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And how many people would you say are in the program at once? Do you have a limit to like how many people could be on the group calls or as it stands so we've we are only just launching this so we launch from next month so this is brand new to both of us um like i said before we, we work 
one-to-one -one normally. I have a group access program uh, in terms of masterclasses, but this is our first kind of online group program that will be running on a weekly basis. And that starts next month. So we have capped it to about 20 people um, just because we don't want to flood it until we know how it works and to make sure that everybody's getting that time. But it's one of those things that we'll kind of see how it runs as we go. If we feel like there's too many people, then we'll certainly make sure that we work as, as people drop out, new people can get brought in, et cetera. But we'll, we'll, we're kind of playing it by ear at the moment. Okay. Uh, looks like Laura dropped off for a little bit, so we'll <laughs> her in a minute. Um, so the is it a situation where there's a start date and it runs the 12 weeks and then you start a new group or is it like an ongoing anybody can start at any time? Ongoing. Yeah, it's rolling. So each uh, week has a different topic. Um, they'll be able to start at any time as long as it's, as it's on an odd number, if that makes sense. So they'll be able to start on week one, three, five, because the second part of that kind of learning happens the week later. Okay, that makes sense. So is it like the subconscious part would be the second part? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that would be confusing to jump in at that point. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really exciting. So um, I, I have worked with many coaches at this point, and one of mine was a profit and pricing coach for my accounting business. And the at first, I was like, group coaching, I don't know, like, what about privacy? What about, like, I don't want people to know all my stuff. And also um, just kind of like, how are we going to deal with my specific issues? But what we found was that the group coaching was so incredibly valuable because we had solidarity with our peers and we had you know, learned things that each other hadn't learned, that even the coach hadn't learned. And so that sharing was really, really valuable. So how did you guys kind of come to that? Did you, do you find it to be the same or? Yeah, I had the same feeling actually. At first, before I ever did group coaching, I was like, yeah, that's not gonna work that good because you're in a group and I, I will be afraid to share and things like that. But then I started to be in group coaching and I've been in different ones. And every time it's like, wow this is so so powerful because you learn so much from each other and it's also like the energy of the group when you celebrate you lift each other up and and it's so amazing to see what happens in group coaching and i got to learn so much from the other people and and yeah i love it because you also build like this great community where you meet like-minded people and that's also like a very yeah it's a strength of, of group coaching and i start to love it actually <laughs> I think yeah. it's powerful and so transforming. Michaela, did you also feel that way about group coaching or did you yeah, have a Yeah, you know what I did? I, I really enjoyed it, but I kind of went into it wanting that community as well. So for me, uh, I'd done one-to-one -one coaching and I was looking for something a little bit different to to find an environment that was kind of nurturing people with the same goals and aligned goals because 
no one I know does what I do. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, for me, it, it was about making those relationships and those connections that would, um, and those friendships, you know, that would hopefully stay with me uh, throughout my, my own coaching. So yeah, but absolutely loved it, learned so much. And it is the people that I've met from the coaching experience, from those group coaching experiences that have made it what it was, without a doubt. Obviously, the content that I learn, absolutely, but it's the application of learning, of, of, of the content that, that really makes the difference. It's the taking of the action, isn't it? So, you know, as long as you're responsible for, for, for putting that time and that energy and taking that action, then you're going to see the results. So for me, it really, really was about, yes, the learning and the content and the taking action, but also having those people on the course that are with you and are doing the same thing and are holding you accountable and are showing up with you on every single call and, and are also really vulnerable about the things that they're struggling with so that you don't feel like you're alone because it can feel like quite an isolating industry at times. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of brings me to a question that I had, which is um, I'm in a group coaching environment right now. And we were talking about within our community, how some of our members aren't sharing and like so i would like to talk about how important it is that you are there and you're in it because what we've noticed what i've noticed is when i don't participate because of that fear of what everybody's going to think of me i do not get as much out of it what are yeah. your thoughts on that well absolutely um if you're not moving if you're if you're not being open authentic and vulnerable then you still have fear holding you back. And there's only so far that you'll be able to go. Whereas if you release all that, release all the judgment, lean in, stay open, see this as a learning curve, not as something that you need to kind of win or succeed at, you'll see it as growth. Then you've got a totally different way to, to kind of navigate the process. And it, it's just so essential. For me personally, I know that it wasn't until I was able to be completely vulnerable with my fears, my insecurities, what was holding me back, what was propelling me forward, all of these things, owning my story, owning my history, owning what shaped me and made me the way that I am, warts and all, that I could actually pursue the things that I wanted to pursue without the fear of judgment, because I was wholly accepting of my own authenticity and who I am. Mm -hmm. I think if you go all in, if you play full out, then magical things happen because then you just, um, when you keep yourself back and we are sh when you are afraid of sharing things, then that means that you also are afraid of sharing things in your own world, in your own business and things like that. So that means that you, still keep yourself back you're holding yourself back so i think it's it's good when you have that safe community when you have those group programs it's safe it's safe to share with those people and that's like the first step and i think that's a really good step to start sharing there and then it gets easier to sharing more like on social media or to friends or to clients because that is who you are and it's also your journey that makes it so special because that is what makes you different from 
other people. And I think that's an amazing thing to, if you can be authentic, if you can stand in your own power and own who you are, I think that's a real power and start sharing in, in group communities where it's safe and then you can start sharing even more. I think that's a really important one. That is, yeah, the safety aspect, I think, is what some people may miss. They just feel so used to being silent and closed mm -hmm. off that they don't think it's safe to share anywhere. And um, these communities are the place to do it because, you know, often you're surrounded by coaches and therapists in these groups. So we know how to hold space and not be judging and and you know humiliating people that's that's not going to happen in these in these spaces and if it did you know that would be addressed and but i haven't experienced that at all so far but you can kind of understand the fear of people um not wanting to lean in because we're taught to hide our emotions all of our lives you know to suppress what we're really feeling to get on with it you know so that's an innate it's become innate in us hasn't it our instinct and our intuition is being denied and our logical brain that's run by what works for society has been heightened and that often means that we even deny ourselves true emotional expression and doing it feels so unfamiliar that it's scary and that's hard, that's a hard thing to push through. And if, if people manage to push through that in their group coaching experience, and that's wonderful. And if they manage to thrive and truly own their vulnerabilities and insecurities and, and can, you know, be in that space, wholly owning themselves and what's truly going on for them and sharing that with the group, that's wonderful. And obviously will serve them massively in whatever their goals are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're doing here, right? That's why we're in the program, to be more of ourselves. Yeah, I, I used to be actually like that, like that person who was just listening and just <laughs> like keeping myself back because I was a master in hiding my emotions and I had a really big difficult time to, to be vulnerable. Um, but I learned that and I, I noticed the more I was vulnerable, that was that I was open about things. I started to learn so much about myself and it was difficult in the beginning to start sharing and to be vulnerable because I wasn't used to that. So, but it's amazing. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And I still have. Sometimes I still feel like, should I share this, yes or no? But the moment that I actually do it, it feels so good because then you start owning yourself and you learn about yourself. And that is so powerful. And it's like, it's getting outside of your comfort zone every single day and, and owning that and, and get used to that. And for me, I like to do things to get outside of that comfort zone, to grow. And, and it feels so good because every time you can say like, oh, yes, I did this. And <laughs> be proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is so difficult, um, especially I, I think many of us were raised <laughs> in religious environments. And so like lately I've been using the, the frame of and I didn't I wasn't raised Catholic, but that's a very popular religion right um population wise and so it's like somebody will be holding back in the group and i can just see it like it's just written on their face and i'm like i just want to be like 
confess. You don't have to <laughs> repent, but confess. <laughs> it will free you. The truth shall set you free, right? We've heard that. But they probably know that, don't they? They know and they want it, but it's just so hard. Um, and like Laura said, you know, the first hurdle and moving into it, the first time is it's really difficult but then after you do it again and again and again it becomes really empowering but it's like the first time that we do anything you know so it's it's they they know what they need to do they just need i suppose that little bit of a push <laughs> yeah absolutely and as coaches I, uh... that's our job that's our job to to ask those questions what if you don't what do, what do you lose if you do not really bring yourself into this experience wholeheartedly what what are you sacrificing time energy money your your self-belief because you're not showing up for something that you promised yourself that you would be showing up for your self-trust there's, there's, there's a lot more at risk than what people think there is and that's why it's so important you find a coach um, and this is why sometimes group coaching experiences especially like that are tailored around businesses they don't work so well if people have got underlying like problems that they haven't dealt with in terms of their belief systems so it takes a good coach to notice that and to challenge the the individual about the belief systems or the stories that they're holding on to so that they can rewrite them and then with those rewritten or reframed that way they've got that ammunition to take action on the things that they're learning the content that they're learning because without that fundamental shift they're never going to do it they're never going to take action and you know laura will agree with me here because she, she told me very early on when we met that her first group program she was just kind of sat there like I don't have the courage to put this in action yet so I'll just sit there and I think a, a lot of people are guilty of that are guilty of just kind of sitting on the, the sideline like observing but not quite ready to take the plunge because of xyz and our job as coaches is to uncover xyz with the client and try and empower them so that they are ready to do the thing that they've always wanted to, to do and to share with the world themselves and their vision and what they want and their authentic self. Yeah, and so in your group course, would you say that, let's say you get into the dynamic and you notice that the same five people are doing all the sh all the talking on the group calls and all the sharing. Um, how how do you handle something like that? I mean, yeah, Laurie, I'll let you take this on. No, oh, it's, it's I've okay. been chatting away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actress. You have to try and shut me up. <laughs> You're doing really good. <laughs> No, I think um, I think we both have like we can have a different approach. We can um, we can approach them like separately, or we can talk about it. We can actually, I think it's it's going with the flow because uh, right now I'm not sure how to address it because I think it's it's um, it's different for every group. Mm -hmm. You can talk to them like separately and and tell them like what's going on and and how do you feel things like that, or you can really use the group dynamic to get them forward or 
separate them like a little group so as they start talking like to one person or two persons because that was something that we also wanted to do was separating them in little groups so they can talk to like one two three persons uh, it depends of the group and then it's easier to start talking and when they get to know each other then they have that trust and they build that trust i think that's way easier to start talking and then it's easier to start talking in group also so i think it really depends from the group dynamic i don't know what you yeah yeah i totally agree with you i think that it's going to depend on the people that you have and as coaches we are aware of what usually we are aware hopefully of what the individual needs so i have a much more direct approach than uh, laura i so for, for most people i would be whatsapping certain individuals and and just querying saying i'm, I'm noticing you're a little bit quieter um what's going on you know I'm, I'm curious um are you holding anything back are you just digesting are you observing what's going on and asking them those those key questions that are going to get them thinking and get them reflecting on their own behavior in the group and whether that's something that they want to continue with or it's something that they need or it's something that could be challenged you know so i would certainly have a more direct approach but again that would depend on the individual because some individuals you know you give them a little poke and it's gonna scare them crapless and it's not gonna it's not gonna do what you want it to do some people need a little bit more nurturing um so it really depends on the individual but yeah we've spoken in in the sessions we are doing group work so there will be people separated into different groups. If you notice that you've got a couple of talkers, I'd probably make sure that those talkers were together. <laughs> they can chew each other's ears off. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the quieter ones um, together as well. And just make sure that those groups are mixed up and not the same the whole duration of time either. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be having a WhatsApp group as well. There'll be loads of different ways that you can contact uh, me and Laura. And part of the program as well is that we do actually offer. You've got a group coaching program, but you can you can take it to the next level where you get one to ones with me and Laura as well. So that would yeah. give people who kind of maybe were a little bit more on the fence. They they want to take their business or their coaching or whatever it is they want to they want to propel online to the next level. But if they feel like they've got some limiting beliefs or some insecurities or some fear of judgments holding them back, they might want to take that option of the one to ones as well, just to really kind of full throttle engage with the process. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And we've had some feedback within our group that when we have those little breakout groups, that that helps some of the quieter people to to speak up a little more. But for sure, if you get into a program and you feel like, oh, my goodness, I am in way over my head. I mean, it's completely natural to walk into that group environment and compare yourself to everybody who's there. I mean, that's that's what happens at the beginning. That's what we do. We look around and we're like, oh my God, these people are so much better than me. They have so much more experience. What am I doing here? And you know, you can be halfway through a program and those feelings can come up again. And it's just important that we stick with it. We power through. We understand that everybody has those feelings and there's no way that this person is so much better than you and so far advanced because they may be in some ways and not in others. I think that's that's so important. And that's why as part of our, our program, we dedicate a, a 
a week basically two weeks to emotional regulation and to understand what's going on and to really challenge those negative thoughts as they come in and the judge the internal judge inside your head and i think a lot of group programs they don't actually do those deep dive works um that me and laura are doing for that reason because essentially no we we are not miracle workers we can't stop the thoughts coming into your head that's that's not going to happen <laughs> but we can help you catch them we can help you challenge them we can help you reframe them and change them into something more positive that's going to empower you and you leave this program thinking wow i actually have a strategy a structure to control the way that my emotions affect me and that is more powerful than anything that I could teach you in terms of creating a business. If you can emotionally regulate and manage your emotions and manage your state, you're onto a winner. That's that's all you need. Yeah, I think that's a very important part of a program because we are not just about strategies and stuff like that, but we are really working on that confidence and like the emotional regulation because it's all about the mindset and if you keep holding yourself back you can have the best strategies of the world but if you are not implementing them or if you keep hitting that that ceiling your own ceiling of what you can reach in life then nothing's really gonna happen so we really want to break through those things give them that confidence and also the emotional regulation and stuff like that how to deal with the stress how to deal with life stuff like that so they really can move on and they really can go to that next level because so many people are just locked inside their current self-image or even their past self-image many of us our self-image hasn't updated so you know we got our qualification for coaching five years ago and we're only just now believing that we're a coach for example you know <laughs> whereas we, we got the qualification five years ago and we've been we've had our business for that long and we've been coaching you know so there's so many different people i get this with actors all the time like i'll work with actors and they'll be seven years into their acting career and they're only just feeling now like they're a professional actor <laughs> there's a delay in our self-image and, and ultimately for us to be successful we actually need to have a self-image five years ahead that's where we need our self-image to be, not five years right. behind. So there's a lot of self-image work that we do in our program as well to make sure that we're aligned. So like what Laura said, we're not hitting that glass ceiling of where we think our self-image is um, or who we think we are and what we're capable of. We're hitting a ceiling that's much higher, that's five, in five, 10 years time, you know, we're aiming for that ceiling because we know that it's possible because we've got that self-trust, that self-belief because we've done all of that work yeah and yeah. it's also about keep doing the work because i was like yeah. one time i was wondering yeah but i've done so much work so now i can stop and, and i was like no it doesn't work like that and also i heard this thing and i really love that it's like washing yourself you have to keep washing yourself because yeah it's not gonna happen <laughs> automatically you just have to keep doing it and it's like our mindset too we have to keep working on that day after day because it's also like the small habits that you have it's mm -hmm. how long do you take how long does it take before you make a decision uh, because that will reflect also in your business it's the small habits that we have and every single day if you work on that we keep working and we keep growing and you're just having fun because then you can see like in the beginning i was like every 
problem that appeared. I was like, oh no, not again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, interesting. All right. I have to overcome this to go to that next level. And when you see things like that, it's it's fun. It's like interesting. Oh, this is happening. Oh, I have to learn from this. I have to break this to go to that next level. And it becomes so much fun to work on yourself every single day that you have that passion to go even further and further. And I actually love that. And I think we are both like that. We want to keep learning. We want to keep going. We want to keep going to that next level. And, and that's a really nice thing. That's also why we work very good together, because we have those same things that we want to reach and want to do. Yeah, and I think a lot of people may think that <clears throat> as they get to know themselves, first of all, we're taught to just not even, you don't need to know yourself. Like you mm. don't have enough value to, to even need to know yourself. Like be focused on helping other people, right? And then, but when we think we start to get to know ourselves and we're going to be like, oh, oh, uh, no, it's, it's the opposite. It's like, whoa, I'm interesting. <laughs> like it's fun to know me you start to get more you feel better and so like i i wouldn't want people to like think oh no this is going to get worse and worse no you're you're actually creating a whole different set of patterns and when you talked about emotional regulation we think that we should already know how to do that like we're i'm an adult so i know how to regulate my emotions. Well, <laughs> stuffing my emotions down is not regulating my emotions. So we were taught our parents and grandparents and everybody are still kind of operating from a wounded inner child. Mm. Not So we weren't raised by people who knew how to regulate their emotions. So they couldn't teach us how to do it. So like going back, 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 we've got all of that ancestral programming to uncover and work with but it is like a very i mean there are hard hard lessons that happen for sure but ultimately it's really a wonderful experience over time absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and we, you know humans we know how to react we don't <laughs> we, we don't often prevent look at i mean we're getting a bit political here but look at our medical system we we know how to treat we're great at treating are we great at preventing not so much no so you know it's the same thing we need to prevent an emotional outburst or an emotional dysregulation or not dysregulation that's the wrong word but an an emotional hijack that is ultimately going to sacrifice the way we respond and the way that we respond to our business and the people around us and sacrifice ourselves the way we respond to ourselves. And it's such an important thing that you brought up there about having a relationship with yourself because this is another thing as humans we don't do. We, we avoid having a relationship with ourselves and instead prioritise relationships with everybody else. Um, and in turn, we neglect our most basic fundamental needs because we're not even aware of what we need anymore because we don't have that relationship with ourselves. And you're totally right. When you start to have that relationship, when you start to explore yourself, you explore the good, the, the bad, the ugly, all of it. You're like, 
Wow. Okay, cool. Didn't know that was there. That's new. And it gets a little bit fun and it gets a bit exciting. And the more that you explore and the more that you learn and you engage and you stay curious, the more that you're able to manipulate yourself in a way to feel a certain way and to do certain things. And you can be really compassionate towards yourself. And instead of having an enemy in your head, or a judge in your head, you've got a best friend who's looking out for you, who's on your side, who holds you accountable, absolutely, when you're not showing up for yourself, but doesn't hold on to it so that it long-term guilt or shame or chronic guilt or chronic shame, because they know that that is not useful, you know? So it's, it's finding those techniques so that we can be the people that we wanna be and show up the way that we wanna show up for both other people and ourselves, because it's only when we show up for ourselves that we can truly show up for others without resentment anyway that's that's my belief if you're not showing up for yourself well why the hell would anyone else deserve you to show up for them so as much as you're saying you know i'm i'm I, i'm selfless and i show up for everyone else there'll be some resentment and some bitterness there if a part of you feels like you're needing something you know yeah, yeah. and i think a lot of people are a lot of people pleasers and they feel guilty of uh, loving themselves, of taking care of themselves uh, because it's not the way it's supposed to be. You have to be there for the people, you have to give away. But the thing is, when you're always giving, it's not how it works. And I, I learned this technique recently. It's like when you keep breathing out, when you keep doing that, it feels uncomfortable. And that means that you keep giving and then you have to breathe in and take also a little bit, but when you keep taking in, that also feels like very uncomfortable. So it's like giving and taking, it's the natural flow of life. We do it with breathing and we have to breathe to stay alive. And I think that's an important thing that it's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's actually, and to get to know yourself, it's actually very normal. And it's only by doing that, that you can keep giving to other people because only then you have that energy to, keep giving to other people because if you don't feel good then we lash out or we say things that we don't mean but if you feel good we shine and we want everyone to feel good and i think that's that's important because so many of us feel guilty when they take care of themselves mm -hmm. because they have to take care of other people but it's also important to take care of yourself it's a cliche but it's it starts with loving yourself well yeah i think a lot of what we were taught is that or a lot of the current view that people have when they hear the term self-love they say self-love equals narcissism like mm. you're just if you are so focused on yourself like i had a conversation with someone recently and and she was i was like i'm not really i don't really subscribe to the idea that we're all sinners i think that we're all unique individual you know lenses of source or god like we were created that's my my belief and i don't think god looks at us and says oh you're a sinner like and this person i was talking with was like no we are sinners and i was like oh i'm so sorry you feel that way <laughs> just... but she did not want to feel a different way she is she is saying her heels in, in in that place that she, she's got that certainty and god forbid you should challenge that because when we're yeah. uncertain a whole gate of things could happen you know um but it, but 
how how many decisions um, and opportunities does she not deny herself because of that belief? Constant. Yeah, it's uh, you know when you you think you're safe by telling yourself you're bad. Like, let's just think logically about that for one second. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot. Slightly disconcerting, really. <laughs> Are we going to see her on the news? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, yeah, it's a it's an unfortunate bad habit. As, as children, we have that caregiver who's triggered, and then they yell at us or they say, something disparaging to us and then over time we start to do the same thing to ourselves and and sometimes I, think I was talking with my coach yesterday and he pointed out to me how I was being uh, an authoritarian authoritarian to myself like he's like you know maybe you're just like in a place that's really hard right now and you could give yourself a little more compassion and I'm like yeah I'm teaching this and and yet I'm still doing it which is completely normal and common like we all have just deeper and deeper levels of where it's happening consciously and we find out more and more but i feel like I lost coaches, my are question often, coaches are often <laughs> they give so much but we're usually the people that actually need to give to ourselves more <laughs> ironically uh that's yeah. sometimes where where we I, I certainly know that I have to practice every day and making sure that I am keeping my boundaries and looking after myself. Because like, I know you spoke a lot about our upbringing and our parents, but a lot of our behaviors are to do with, you know, the role that we played with our parents. And I know that I was almost the parent figure with my mum. So, you know, I was always looking after her. So that's the role that I know. It's probably why I'm a coach, you know? Probably why I'm an actress as well, because I I used to entertain her all the time as well. So it's it's funny, but you can use those experiences to to be you know the best versions of you and hopefully do some good as long as you're looking after yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting to get coached when you are a coach. It's mm. very good to get coached because. We all have those blind spots that we, it's like, oh, I know something's there, but I don't really see what's going on there. And when someone says like, it, it can be just one sentence, like, oh, oh, that's interesting. And things start to shift. And I love being coached because you get to learn so much about yourself. And I think it's important if we want to help other people that we keep helping ourselves and keep working on ourselves and keep finding those blind spots, like you said, finding out those things about yourself. Like, it's so interesting to find out those things because we keep growing. So we keep hitting those new blind spots. So it's important, yes, to, to see them every single day and to work on ourselves. Me and Laura went to Tony Robbins together. And in that short period of time that we stayed with each other, we were having, because we were with each other. So essentially, you just go into the coaching experience when you're with another coach. It, if, if you see an opportunity for a breakthrough <laughs> and they're with you, they're with you because they're just like on the ride. They're like, they're engaged. They want to learn and grow. So we were having breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. <laughs> we weren't sleeping. 
Oh my god! It was amazing. It was such a wonderful experience. Um, but yeah, like Laura says, someone can say one thing. Like I heard something on a podcast, and this is the amazing thing: when you're a coach, you actually become very good at self coaching. I don't know whether you two agree, but I've, I've become very good at self coaching. And yeah. someone said something on a podcast, and it it got me thinking, and I was like oh and it was huge breakthrough um you know i've i've always had a, a i hate to use the word trigger because i suppose it's more of a habit but i've always had this habit of being a little bit not annoyed but a little bit like oh when someone's not doing something to help themselves mm-hmm. and i realized yeah, right <laughs> But I yeah. realized that that was the biggest thing that used to annoy me about my mother growing up. And I couldn't, and it was more about me not being able to help her. I couldn't change it. And that lack of control, you know, that that was the thing that was, so whenever I see it in someone else, it's almost like I've got a responsibility that I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. And it was just a bit of a breakthrough moment. That I was like, oh, okay. Another reason why I'm a coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. When you played that adult child role and mm. you just, you were just like, I want everything to be safe and I feel so responsible for it. And then you kind of just grow up. Yeah, I, I would say probably a lot of coaches have <laughs> that, that, that type of experience. So how do people sign up for your course? I, okay. <laughs> Looking at each other. <laughs> um, yeah, they can just uh, send us a mes- message. We're gonna also going to launch some ads. Uh, very. Um, we've got a website. We've got Instagram. Uh, we've got Gmail. So um, if anyone is interested, they can slide into our DMs or give us a little message and we can tell them the, the start date and where we go from here, I guess. It's all on Zoom, so it's not in person. As you can probably tell, I'm from England and Laura's from Belgium, so that would be quite hard to navigate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it would be just contact us directly. Or you can go through our individual uh, Instagrams and Facebooks as well, whatnot. But the Hypnosis Mindset Academy email is probably the best route uh, and the website. We've, we've got a little form on there as well that people can contact us. And we'll have all of that information in yeah, the we'll, episode we'll description. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's been really fun talking with the two of you. Do you have anything else you want to add or leave the audience with? It was actually really amazing to meet you too and, and to see how it, it's so cool to see how other people think and, and it's so alike. Mm. And I love the way that you ask the questions i love the way that you interact and then yeah thank you for having us also here on your podcast because it was so amazing to get to know you so thank you yeah it was really really lovely so so nice to meet you uh, and to broaden our community meet like-minded people and it's always great to connect so thank you for the opportunity and you need to update us on what you're doing hopefully me and laura will have a podcast at some point it is in the pipeline we're considering youtube channels podcasts all of that but one step at a time uh, <laughs> and then we'll be able to return the favor and have you on and you can tell us what you're what you're doing yeah awesome yeah it's been really fun and um one thing at a time absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Speak soon. Take care. Thank you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.